0: The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business.
1: Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you're starting out, deep into your retirement or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
2: Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman your host and my guest this hour is Gene Marshall, uh, who's the Wall Street correspondent at uh, Business Week Magazine. Uh, Gene's come out with a new book called Gene Marshall's Seven Commandments of Stock Investing. Welcome to the show, Gene. Thank you very much, Jordan. Glad me, to be here. I'm sure everybody knows who you are, but just for the, those who don't, why don't you just give them a brief background of uh, you know who you are and how you've been writing for Business Week and, and uh, a little bit about your background. Okay. Okay. Uh,
3: my column, I write a column at Business Week called Inside Wall Street. And, uh, and then on Business Week Online, I also write two columns, separate columns. Uh, name of that those, that column is uh, Marshall's uh, Stock Picks. And I've been doing this for more than 20 years, 25 years to be exact. And uh, before that, I was with the Wall Street Journal, writing heard in the Street column. Very good. All right,
2: so um, before we get into some of the specifics you have on your Seven Commandments uh, book, why don't we just kind of overall give your impression of how investors are handling Uh, the kind of stock market volatility we're seeing. We see huge Mm -hmm. up days and huge down days and so on. How how is this affecting investor behavior as you see it today?
3: Well, that's why I uh, wrote this book, because I really have observed over so many years that investors, individual investors in particular, are very frustrated and uh, bewildered by the stock market and they follow the crowd, uh, which is the last thing you should do in the stock market when, when everybody is trying to get out of the market, uh, investors usually uh, do that, and uh, they follow the big investors, and and it's very, very uh, fr- frustrating for them, not only in terms of, uh, of, of psychology and stress, but they lose a lot of money. And that's why I, I think that uh, investors should really reorient their minds, and uh, re- uh, their mindset should be revised so that they don't panic and they can take care of uh, and take advantage of the opportunities the stock market provides. Uh, right now, uh, investors are really just uh, like bushwhacked. The market goes down 300 points. The next day it goes up 300 points. I mean, it's like the weather. <laughs> it's uh, But uh, just like the weather, if you tend to cool it and and just wait it out uh, the weather will clear because uh, if you if it's just like the weather when you ran uh, run out of the house and 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 unprotected uh, you get all wet in the stock market the same way when the market crashes and you sell you you just end up with a lot of losses so this is the purpose of my book some people say that uh, it's too complicated for me
2: as an individual investor, so I should just put it all in mutual funds. I mean, these guys are pros. They know what they're doing. They don't get swayed by emotions up and down. Is, is that a solution right. for some people?
3: Well, uh, that's uh, that's good, too, for some people. You know, uh, honestly, not many people can afford the time nor diligence to do uh, research. And, and uh, mutual funds are, are good if you just want to, to put your Money on co-pilot, uh, autopilot. I mean, and uh, hoping, hopefully, you pick the right mutual funds. But I, I would rather uh, uh, do it my way. If if you, if an investor can do it individually, it will be more fun for him and more more gains actually. And then you you learn a lot from studying and researching the stock market. Uh, it, it, it's not really that difficult. It's. It looks complicated, like anything else, when you're not, when you're not uh, knowledgeable about uh, about anything.
2: It sounds so, like what you're saying, really, Jane. That it's difficult. is not the finances of it, but the emotion of it, and, and not getting swept up in the euphoria when things are up and the depression when things are down. That that seems the hardest part of that's
3: it. That's exactly the point. You got it right, very very accurately. It's really emotional. Uh, emotional. Uh, upswings and downswings of the, and you cannot blame the investor. He's just a, a human who reacts, uh, automatically to situations. And, and the thing is to control your emotions and, and to really be firm in what you know and what you believe in and then not really, uh, fall for the traps that the market usually offers or, 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 or provides. Yeah, emotional, uh, Emotional uh, reaction is really bad. You you don't see clearly. Now, your first chapter,
2: uh, and again, I'm speaking with Gene Marshall of Business Week, uh, whose new book is called the Gene Marshall's Seven Commandments of Stock Investing. Your first commandment is to buy panic. Right. Uh, now, some people would say there's a reason why people are panicking. I mean, right now, you know, financial companies are getting thrown out because of all the mortgage write-downs and all the losses and all the problems of the financial industry the credit crunch and so on so they're saying you know there's a logical well, reason to panic why shouldn't you panic along with everybody else
3: well uh, uh, there is uh, there is reason to panic in terms of uh, if you don't know what you're doing and uh, and as even as institutional investors they're supposed to know what they're doing but they're losing anyway their shirts because of what's happening in the market as you mentioned the credit crunch Housing meltdown and all that, and the recession. So it's 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 really uh, normal to to tend to uh, panic in in this kind of a situation. Now, if you have money in the market already, the first, the last thing that you should do is panic in the sense that you will order your broker to sell everything or sell most of your stocks. This is the wrong time to sell. For for example. Because everything's down, so if you don't sell, at least you're not losing anything except mon- paper losses. You only lose when you actually sell your stock at a lower price than when you than when you got it, and so that is in itself is already a losing proposition. So, but if you're just starting to enter the market, or if you want to increase your your gains in the market. These are the real real times. Of course nobody knows the bottom of the market and nobody should try to 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 prove that he knows where the bottom is. Nobody can tell you that. But you can pick individual stocks and study it and look at the background of that particular stock and study the price earnings ratio for example or the history of the price itself and the history of the earnings and the behavior of the company or the stock, then you just watch that. Uh, for a, a perfect example is Apple, the maker of iPhone and iPod. Yes. That has a history of its own. Uh, from what I've learned about Apple, it tends to go up, and then any bad news, it falls. But surely, when it falls, it's a good reason to buy, because... This kind of management that Steve Jobs uh, leads is a different kind of management. They're very hands-on and they're very, very uh, 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 deliberate and sincere in trying to improve the company and its products. And so, if you know that and you look at the price of the stock, it weaves from uh, from one hundred to one hundred eighty currently. Uh, and, and then 150, let's say, and if it falls be, below 150, then you you will know that that's not that's not a bad point to buy the stock because it has done it before. It goes down to about 100, and then goes back up to 120, 130, 150, then falls back down again. So it's just a a, a matter of choosing your your point of entry now, but. Uh, Above all this, though, you must remember to be a long-term investor. You should not be a trader. I, I only recommend buying because it, it, to take advantage of the low price. But it doesn't mean that you the next day you sell it. You you keep it as a core holding for your long-term portfolio. When,
2: it, when you talk about buying panic, how do you tell the difference as an investor between a temporary situation that is panic, that is a buying opportunity, and... A real reason to panic, like Bear Stearns going out of existence, or something like that. Right, I mean, right. There are reasons that panic is a
3: good thing if you got out before it collapsed completely. Right, uh, Bear Stearns is a good example, and you you said it because that was the really a point where everything went went to pieces, really. And uh, but there are usually signs uh, that uh, a panic downturn really deserves to be. Taken seriously, um, for example, in, in the case of Bear Stearns, it was too late for anybody to realize what was happening. Management was not being honest with with investors and the public, and that's usually our few cases where you you really get you know uh, cut back suddenly, and and you uh, the carpet is withdrawn from you right under, and that's uh, that's really bad but uh what i mean by by panic is they uh, do not be guided by uncontrolled fear for example about anything for example in the case of Bear Stearns, really that's uh, a justifiable uh case to cite because everything really went all right there and and the, the uh, from hindsight you can see that there was really something wrong happening but in a, in the a case for example like uh Citigroup, mm-hmm. Citigroup is another example where the stock keeps going down and uh, management has been changed several times. And, and uh, still, you can see, if, if you look at, you step step back and you look at the whole company, it's not like Bear Stearns. It's huge and much bigger. And there's really a lot of pressure on management to do better. And as you know, uh the Federal Reserve has been proactive in this case for the first time in, in its history to bail out financial companies like like uh, Bear Stearns or Merrill Lynch or, or even Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Uh, so, you, so
2: you think the panic has been overdone and this would be a good time to buy beaten down financials then? Uh,
3: financials, yes, but uh, like in every case you should cherry pick, not all the financials are a buy right here. But, but yeah, I would I would uh, recommend Bank of America or Citigroup if you want the big big uh, pro high profile companies. Uh, I wouldn't buy just buy any financial company unless you really study and research them. And the okay okay yeah go ahead. Uh, yeah, the, the only reason I'm citing these two is is because it's easier to research them to research their background there are so many sources of information on them well if the company is smaller it's really very hard to do any research yes okay we're
2: going to take a break uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show and my, my guest this hour is Gene Marshall uh, who's uh, writes the Inside Wall Street column on uh, Business Week his new book is called Seven Commandments of Stock Investing we're just starting with number one we'll be back after this
0: internet's only all business and financial radio network voice america business
1: what can you tell me about skills usa skills usa teaches you employability skills so you know how to deal with people you have teamwork your resume is going to look awesome well it's important to know your technical skills but not only that to have soft skills the skills of learning how to communicate with people Web at skillsusa.org. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers.
0: The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business.
1: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Gene Marshall, uh, who writes the Inside uh, Wall Street column at Businessweek. He's got a new book called Seven Commandments of Stock Investing. Welcome back to the show, Gene.
3: Thank you very much. I am enjoying
2: it. Uh, tell people the website they can find out more about the book before we go on.
3: Yes, uh, I have a website uh, called Jean Martial Seven Commandments. The seven is number seven uh, dot com. Uh, Jean Marshall Seven Commandments dot com. What, there you can see the background of the book and where you can buy the book and all that. And Jean is spelled G sure. E N E. Just repeat. it. and and the last name is M A R C I A L Martial. Okay,
2: so we were talking about buying panic. You say also you should buy stocks uh, that are in trouble. Uh, and, and again, how do you tell whether the trouble is temporary or, or
3: fatal? Well, uh, uh, it usually involves uh, fundamentals. For example, if the company has changed its uh, fundamental uh, uh, business, that's a, a, a different uh, scenario that you may not like. Or if, uh, if there is a uh, Corruption or, or cooking of the books in the company—that's really uh, you, you, you have to bail out. And uh, as in the case of uh, Bayer Cerns, there was a lot of question about how they did their uh, business. And, and so uh, something fundamental like that. But for example, I go back to to Apple again because the price of the stock of Apple keeps gets uh, gets cut down for some reasons like there is a comment for example by a a a critic that says the iphone is not working well or uh, there's not enough supply then the, the the tendency of investors is to panic and they sell but there that's there's nothing fundamental behind the criticism except that they worry about the the supply and and the the, the reaction to the to the product Now,
2: one company you talk about in the book is Tyco, and here it was a case of corruption and mismanagement where you had uh, Kozlowski, but still you're saying you should see beyond that, and it was a good time to buy it when the CEO is being carted off to jail, basically.
3: Uh, uh, Yes. uh, uh, In the case of Tyco, uh, uh, the company is really solid. It's just that the the people at the top, a few, were sort of uh, milking the, the company and stealing money from the company that that's that has nothing to do really with the fundamentals so as the price of the stock goes goes down uh, buy that that particular stock uh, and you will make money because the real the, the the business the core business is sound and solid so if you can withstand the headline of course very few people can if, if you see the headline that Tycho's top Executives are going to jail or are being investigated. Of course, everybody panics and they sell, and that's what I mean. Now, hold on, if you know the company, if you have studied the company well, you know that the solid, the, the business is uh, in good condition and operations are okay except for that particular investigation. And that's why the stock goes down and it discounts that negativity. It's already taken away that the price of the corruption at the top so uh, the the stock is already refer- representing that so it's cheap now compared to when it was selling at 50 for example it went down to 10 definitely the same business except for the top management and the same business is is, is worth 50 so you buy it at 10 i think it's a a no-brainer in that sense except for your emotions, as, as you mentioned before, your emotions may not be able to take the heat I'm when interested. the headlines are screaming at at such uh,
2: investigations. I'm interested, Gene, when you write about these things in the magazine, you're, you're recommending things that are deeply out of favor. Mm. Do the readers respond well to that or do
3: they think you're crazy? I mean, what is yes. the reaction well, you get to that? Both. Uh, you know, especially if, uh, uh, if there are shorts in the, in the company stock, uh, they, they really get upset. But, but uh, really, because it's counterintuitive and against the mainstream kind of thinking, it's very hard to convince people, for example, during the height of the Tyco investigation, it was very hard to convince people that the, the stock was falling to bargain levels. Yeah. And uh, the same is true now, I think, with uh, some companies like American A- AIG, the American International Group, the big insurance company.
2: Yeah, they take I, these huge losses, right?
3: Right, and uh, that was investigated before the stock went down, and then I, I recommended it in the book. And now there's a new case and uh, about the about company, and the stock again uh, crashed. So I, I'm watching this now because AIG is such a huge company that it cannot it cannot really uh, collapse and go under. So the lower the price, uh, the more uh, I am attracted to it in terms of writing or recommending it. But that's another example of a fallen angel. It was really, it's a big, big company, blue chip, huge assets, and uh, profitable. Yeah. But, but again, uh, the company is being investigated.
2: Okay, let's move on to the second one. Uh, again, I'm speaking with Gene Marshall, who's written a new book called Seven Commandments of Stock Investing. Your second commandment is to concentrate and not diversify. Now, this right. is against all Wall Street common practice and, and wisdom. Everybody says, don't yes. put all your eggs in one basket. Why are you completely going against what most people say? Well,
3: uh, you know that uh, diversification has its merits. It's very good for the big institutional investors, and it's the 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 strategy for mutual funds. They have so much billions of dollars to spread over the market, and they cannot stay with a few. So they have to buy hundreds of stocks and de- de- deploy their uh, their money there. And to, for them, that's okay. But for an individual investor, you, can, you should not diversify because then you will have very, very mediocre returns. For example, if you buy 50 stocks or 100 stocks, you you will say that oh this this will protect me because when the market crashes uh, I will even out and that's not true because in a in a bear market all stocks go down and the good ones go down less so what you have to do is just pick really good stocks at you buy it as I said at lower prices or below you know below valuation price and then hold on to them. Because when, when, when you diversify, the tendency is for, for example, if you have 50 stocks, 25 of them will drop and 25 will rise. So you're just offsetting one against the other. So you're not really advancing your cause for gain. Uh, but when you concentrate, for example, you only have five or three stocks and you pick the right ones, and when they go higher, you really reap a huge benefit, as opposed to having 50 stocks, let's say, and you might have only three winners there. Might as well just buy those three winners. So that's the essence of, uh, of don't diversify, because diversification is for, is for the experts, for the expert investor and the huge investor. They, they don't care if, if they just have mediocre returns, because the, the purpose of the mutual funds is not to lose money they are really there not just you know they want to make money, but they know that it's very hard to make money if you own billions and billions of worth of stocks. So the best that they can do really is to save your capital, not not to lose money for you. That's their purpose it's well, not, not been the experience lately. People have been losing lots of money in mutual funds. Oh uh, Yes. Well, I was saying I was talking about the best uh, scenario. Uh, if you just want to keep your money safe, put it in the bank, put it in the city. But if you want to invest because you want to make good money, the stock market is the only place Individuals picking individual stocks.
2: Now, and, you talk about uh, don't catch falling knives. Now, it seems to me... We're talking about buying out of favor industries and troubled industries and so on. It sounds like those
3: are falling knives. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for, uh, for example, uh, falling knives are really like uh, like bear sterns, for example. I know it's easy to see this, to, to mention this from hindsight, but that's what I mean when you catch a falling knife, for example, uh, a, a company that goes bankrupt or yeah. goes under. Uh, but in the, in the case that I'm citing, uh, these are not falling knives. I'm recommending uh, uh, concentrated investing in high-profile stocks that you know very well the background, and and they would not they would not hurt you. They're not really falling knives. Now you talk about some specific ones. Uh, one of them particularly is U.S.
2: Steel. Uh, do you still right. think that's uh, a very good one to catch, and now.
3: Well, uh, every time it falls, uh, you have to study the, the. When I wrote about it, it it was uh, in my column, for example. I wrote about it at fifteen dollars a share, and it went to the hundreds. And you have to study the the, the background of the uh, of the uh, company. Uh, right now, uh, there is a huge demand for steel, and. Uh, and that's, uh, that's because of the emerging countries like India and China. So the globalization has, uh, has benefited steel makers. And, and in the United States, we have a very few companies like, like U.S. Steel and Nucor. Uh, it's still, U.S. Steel is still a very good buy, but you have to choose your buying point.
2: Another example you have is New Century Financial. Uh, which oh yeah, did not work out so well,
3: right? That, for- that it worked out well for the people who who knew who concentrated on them on, on the stock when it was not yet falling apart, and these uh, these people came bail out bailed out at the right time. But th- that was uh, I wrote this book a year and a half ago, and at that time uh, the housing was just starting to show. Signs of decay, yes, and 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 at that time, they were able to uh, buy the stock and run it up until it it's peak and then got out. I see. And so selling
2: is a big, as part of, as as buying on this thing.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. We have to have to go to a break. Um, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Gene Marshall, who's written a new book called Seven Commandments of Stock Investing, and we'll be back after this.
0: Bottom
2: line in business. Voice America business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for the Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart. Grow profit. And grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business.
1: Skills USA can help. What is Skills USA? Skills USA is life changing. Skills USA is awesome. Skills USA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. Skills USA
2: is amazing.
1: Skills USA is motivating. Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states.
0: The Internet's only all business and financial radio network. Voice America Business.
1: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Gene Marshall. Uh, who's a columnist on Wall Street at uh, Business Week and Business Week online. He has a new book out called Seven Commandments of Stock Investing. Welcome back to the show, Gene. Thank you, Jordan. You were talking about concentrating uh, your investments, not diversifying, and you particularly talk about the airlines, uh, American Airlines and Northwest particularly. I mean, those are stocks that really got hurt when oil prices went down. I guess they're really being helped when oil prices went up and they've been helped as the oil prices have come down. Do you still like
3: uh, the well, airlines or? right now, uh, because of the oil factor, oil prices surging and jet fuel surging, uh, this, I think, is the same situation as when I started writing about them. A lot of my sources, my investors, they, I mean uh, professional concentrators, uh, flocked to the airlines because they were all down as a result of high high prices of oil, practically the same situation now. And everything went down, and some of these uh, savvy investors started concentrating on them, like uh, American Airlines has said in Northwest, and they caught it at the bottom, and they knew, they expected that the price of oil then would go up. And like recently it went up, and so the the prices of uh, of uh, airlines uh, collapsed, and they bought it then, and then they waited for this stock, for, for oil prices to come down. And so these, these stocks, shares went up. And so uh, they were able to, to build up a small fortune and got out. Uh, but, you know, when I say get out, they got out. It took them four years to stay there for a while, uh-huh. or, or two, to three, two to three, four years. And, you know, like now, uh, the situation is uh, airlines are down again. Uh, but you can see that whenever prices of oil drop, the airlines wiggle up again. So you just have to study the the uh, fortunes of oil. The price of oil now may be a little different in the sense that many other factors are involved, like Iran and the recession and all of that. The geo- geo- geopolitical situation is, has become worse. Uh, so, uh, the airlines are still a good buy if you can take, uh, if you can take the, the pressure of high fuel prices. Because high fuel prices generate, uh, the, the airlines to raise prices. And so they cut back on, uh, on capacity and flights. And so the business really gets to be so bad. But if you can withstand the pressure and buy these stocks at these low prices, you will make money and just wait for If you can wait for oil prices to come down or other factors, like if the economy uh, restarts again and recovers and goes back to uh, normal levels, airlines would be the first to benefit too. But but as I said, it's a very, very... uh, uh, depressing mood to be in if you're with the airline stock. You really have to be careful and know what you're doing. And that's what you like—is where it's depressing because nobody wants to be in. Yes, yes, <laughs> you're, you're, exactly. You're, and and th- those are the the bargains to be had. Nobody will will uh, will pay higher for uh, for an airline today, airline stock today, because they all have the so many problems. But that's what happens and they will get over it either they will consolidate and then uh, and then uh, and then be stronger and be more lean and then uh, when when all the fundamental reasons uh, uh, get into place come into place then the, the stocks will react
2: higher now your next commandment number 3 is to buy the losers now this is similar to what we've been talking about before
3: uh-huh.
2: but you say sometimes winners are disguised as losers how can you tell when there's a it uh, well, looks like a loser that's actually a winner.
3: Yes. As I said, uh, if you have uh, the uh, capacity to research and study, uh, for example, I, I, I looked at Research in Motion, the, the maker of the very widely popular BlackBerry. It started out as a small company and then came out with a good product. And you can see if you study the stock, it goes up and then goes down on any bad news. And then goes up again because of the product, and then goes down again, so another bad news. But it's been very resilient. You look at the stock chart, and you look at the earnings, uh, you can see that the earnings uh, get much higher and then higher and higher. And when I started looking at at the research in motion, uh, the BlackBerry Maker, uh, they started a, a, a split-adjusted $1 a share about 10 years ago, and uh, and now it's in the hundreds. So I always tell my friends, it's really easy to make a million in market, but then you've got to have a stomach of iron and really and fundamentally counterintuitive and really watch what you're doing and make sure you don't buy when everybody's buying when you're at a dinner or a cocktail party, everybody talks about a stock. But you
2: also need patience as well. I mean, another example you have a buying losers Time Warner, which right. has been not doing much for many, years. many years here.
3: Yes, and Time Warner, for example, uh, there was a time when a lot of people made money on that stock because they bought it at about $8 and went up to $20. Carl Icahn was there and all that. But I think even Carl Icahn has not sold all of his stock because he knows. Time Warner is such a big company that it has to break up sometime. It will have to dispose of assets. And now they're already talking about what I said in the book, like they will eventually sell AOL. Well, now they're discussing that. So you see, if you see a company like that, the stock is really way, way down below its assets, asset value. Uh, it's now trading, I think, at uh, fifteen. And uh, when Icon was there, and he was able to push the stock higher, it went up to twenty, twenty-two, and now it's back to fourteen. Well, it's the same company, and it, in fact, it's it's an improved company because they they in fact split off the cable operations, and and now they're thinking of really splitting up, split, splitting it up, breaking it up some more. To get the assets, it's a, on a on a on a uh, some of the parts valuation. And this uh, stock is quite cheap, very cheap. So
2: that's, you say it's perceived cheap.
3: as a loser, when in
2: fact it's a winner when it breaks up or does something dramatic. you Yes,
3: yes, and uh, and it's a it's a uh, foregone conclusion that they they have to do something. They have changed the CO2 uh, twice to make sure that it keeps moving it's too big they they really have, you can expect them to do something they will not just be sleeping here yeah okay your next commandment
2: is to forget timing and again this is something that most people think is the right, right. thing you should have watch technical charts and buy at the low and sell at the high and and all of that right. why do you think timing is is not good for most uh, well um,
3: it's it's again it's good for the professional technicians you know market technicians who, who really spend a career their whole lifetime studying this, for them, it will work because that's what they do and that's how they make money. But for the individual investors, I think it's wrong to time the market because according to the expert studies on on the situation, on that strategy, when you are out of the market, even for one day or one hour, and the market starts moving, it goes without you and your timing was bad. But... Even in individual in, in sectors, for example, uh, like uh, retailing, when people say buy the retail stocks during the holiday season, and that's not right because some of those um, retailing stocks go up, some go down. So, like Macy's or Gap or you know Home Depot, and they don't they don't work together. They their their, their clocks are timed differently. So when you, when you uh, follow timing, you can lose uh, or not make any money because it's not, it's not, uh, it's, you're not savvy enough to do what the technicians do. And, and uh, for an individual, the best thing really is to just choose. If you believe that in, in times of, of uh, Christmas season or, or Thanksgiving, you believe that the stocks of retailers will go up? Well, just pick one or two of those, and by researching, and you will see which one really you can depend on, not because of the season, but because of their management, their style, their product. So season and timing, uh, you should not depend on.
2: And you also say uh, to use the Peter Lynch principle. Is that basically buying stocks you know, or what does you mean by that?
3: Well, uh, P- Peter Lynch really uh, concentrates. He doesn't want, he's very much against timing. He thinks that you have to cherry pick and study what you're buying, and, and um, he says that nobody has made money from timing the market. He says, he, he even mentioned that if, if market timing was so perfect, you would see the market timers on the fortune 500 list i mean the richest people on earth cuz they should be there but they're not there are no market timers in the in in the forbes list of of uh, billionaires well, there, there, there are hedge fund managers who are up there <laughs> they're not timers though <laughs> uh-huh. they, they're really in and out and mostly they're they they big they bet they on on in fact they concentrate and then they get out Yes, they're not really timing the market. That's not how they make the money. But you're seeing
2: on on TV all the time. People talk about red lights and green lights in various ways. That you know, right. uh, channeling stocks there's all kinds of things. That are saying that yeah. if you get our software, timing is going to work for you. You don't you don't think much of that. I,
3: I'm very frustrated by the talking heads on on television because they 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 speak for themselves and they they really don't worry about the small guy is the, the individual investor because they have their own strategies but that doesn't work for the individual you know they, they, they because most of the talking had managed money and and I, I say in the book that the institutional managers have a different strategy different objective than the individual they have don't you, you should not follow them because their their formulas are good for them. And not for the individual. Not for the individual.
2: Yes. Okay. We actually have to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Gene Marshall of Business Week. His new book is called Seven Commandments of Stock Investing. We'll be back after this. The
0: Bottom Line in Business. Voice America Business.
1: Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman right here on The Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business.
0: The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business.
1: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Gene Marshall of Business Week. Uh, he has a new book out called Seven Commandments of Stock Investing. Before we go on, Gene, again, tell people the website. They can find out more about the book.
3: Yes, uh, I have a website called Gene Marshall 7 commandmentscom Gene Marshall is uh, the, the seven, is letter seven. Gene Marshall, M-A-R-C-I-A-L, commandments.com. It will tell you the background of the book and my background, and where to get the book. So so far we've gone through uh,
2: the first five commandments, which are: uh, buy panic, concentrate, don't diversify, uh, buy the losers, forget timing. Right. And the next one is to follow the insider. We have yeah. a little bit less time to go here. So, briefly, uh, how should people follow insider buying, and, and what techniques mm-hmm. do they use to see what's significant insider buying?
3: Okay, this one is uh, quite simple. You know, there are a lot of uh, insiders. Uh, mostly insiders mean uh, the corporate executives in a company. Of course, they know what's happening in the company. But aside from that, if you can follow what they're buying, fine. But aside from that, the more sensational or the more um, visible insiders are the big investors in a company. They're considered insiders because they're they, they own 5% or more of the stock so they are able to get inside information from the company. They become members of the board or they attend are able to attend meetings or uh, meet with the CEOs. Now, an insider, for example, uh, one, one very prominent example is Carl Icahn. Uh, when he buys into a company, you can be sure that he has done his research. So, for me, as an individual investor, I don't have to do research. I just follow what he says and what he buys. And for example, he does so many examples of, of his purchases. But the more recent is in in clone, you know the, yes, the right. cancer stock company. He has been in that with that company along with Martha Stewart, even way ahead of him of her. Uh, he but he stayed with the stock. And because he believed in the product. And, you know, an individual investor would not have the capacity or the time to research what uh, Herbitox is, their cancer drug. But he he put millions and millions of money in that company. And the result, three years later, or I think four years, the this, this stock, uh, somebody, uh, a big company is trying to buy the company now. Bristol uh, Myers, Bristol I
2: think. Myers yeah. right, right. So, but so I mean, some people would say when they first hear Carl Icahn getting into something, the stock pops and then it's over. But you're saying there's still plenty more to come with something he,
3: like that. Yes, unless he he bails out too, but he usually stays. He's not a real flipper. He stays with the company. Another example is, uh, well, as we said, Time Warner, but he was able to do that too. Then, then uh, another. Uh, Another insider is Warren Buffett, yes. you know, when he bought the railroad stocks. That means he studied that industry or his people. And, you know, uh, Burlington Northern he bought, and among others. And it's still doing well, And uh, but it's a long-term play. And that's what I mean. If you follow these insiders, you can have a great portfolio. If Buffett, for example, you study his, his holdings, just pick one of those, and well, you're, depending you're, you're, on the price, you buy it, and then you look at Carl Icahn, you look at Peter Litch, you look at all these uh, uh, visible insiders, you can make money without really doing that much research, but of course, you have to stay longer, because they play for the for for, for the long haul. So, so, by insiders,
2: you mean big investors who are prominent, as opposed to corporate executives, is yes. that
3: right? Uh, of course corporate executives executives it's more difficult to find out what they're buying you have to really either subscribe to services that that report their filings and their purchases and all that or you do it yourself you you, you have to scan the news uh, the news uh, retrie- retrieval systems the internet follow what they're buying yeah. for example if the ceo of a company you know what he does well, but it's it's more it's less uh, visible and harder to follow yeah. but okay. if you if you know a company and for example your own company if, uh, you study you know the company and then you know the CEO then you see what he's doing yeah okay I want to get through
2: our seven commandments and commandment okay. number six is uh, don't fear the unknown. Right. Um, now you have all kinds of things in here, exchange traded funds and so on. Right. Uh, what What are some things that people might be scared of that they're missing out on because uh, they think it's uh, unknown?
3: Well, uh, the, the one thing that uh, is always uh, last on an individual's list is foreign markets, and I'm not surprised because it's very difficult to to get a handle on foreign markets. So, if you if you if you like that idea of like benefiting from China's booming market, let's say. There are ETFs to look into. Some mutual funds are good, too. and uh, But uh, in my case, I would prefer uh, comp- foreign companies that are bigger, that have so-called ADRs or American Depository Receipts. It's like stock, but they trade on the New York Stock Exchange more, mostly. And uh, like the foreign comp- foreign drug companies, and they have that, and, and biotech companies, too. So it's a more uh, complicated area, but the rewards versus the risk is higher bigger. And, and just so we make sure we get it in, uh, commandment number seven
2: is to invest for the long term. Right. Um, again, you're saying this is something a lot of investors are not doing, really. They're kind of getting whipsawed in and out. What are the benefits of investing for the long term?
3: Well, it, it's because, uh, for example... Uh, If you buy a stock for the long term, and you you really uh, made your research, there will be ups and downs in the market, and the the price of the stock will also be quite volatile. And if you have a long-term view, you will not be nervous, because you will say, oh, I'll sit this out because this stock is okay. And uh, because, for example, like J.P. Morgan, which I... I, I recommend as one of my seven stocks for the long term. You know, if if you look at J.P. Morgan, you would have been very nervous at the a, a year ago, last year, when all of this uh, currency, I mean, the credit uh, crunch started. But more, uh, J.P. Morgan is one of the more stable companies, and in, in fact, it's getting bigger. So that's a stock to hold for the long term. As, as you can see, it also went down with some of the financial stocks, but with its background and assets of more than $3 trillion, uh, you know you know that it will stay. So that's why you you are spared the pressure of a short-term stress if you look at the long term. In a certain way, you're saying now
2: is a particularly good time to get into these seven stocks because a lot of them are down with the bear market we're in.
3: Yes, yes, and uh, they, but they're not that way down. Even Pfizer. You know, everybody uh, hated Pfizer for a while. And now it's showing that it's some resiliency. And that, again, is like Time Warner. Uh, It will have to do something. It's so big. They have so much cash on hand that they will start doing something. And at this point, the price is uh, um, cheap relative to its assets and, and growth prospects.
2: We've just got about 30 seconds to go. Why don't you just do a final uh, comment on how people can learn from
3: investing in your book? Well, um, this book will change your mindset about the entire stock market. You will start to see the stock market as a market of opportunity rather than of, of stress and frustration. When, when the market starts crossing, you will say, oh, my God, that's good. I'll be able to buy my favorite stock here, right. as opposed to, oh, my God, everything! I'm losing everything. <laughs> Terrific. So, I right, well,
2: appreciate it very much, Gene. I think you got some very good comments. Again, your uh, website is genemarshall7commandments.com. Is that
3: correct? Yes. And I want to thank you very much, Jordan. Well, thanks so much, Gene. And we'll be back again next week.